Hello again, and welcome to episode three of the No Business Talking About Games podcast. I'm your host, The Wonder Waffle, here with Chantmaster K. Hello. And first, we would like to acknowledge that last week we did not put up a show. Why was that, Chantmaster K? <laughs> uh, I went to go see my girlfriend. He had some female <laughs> obligations. And you can't blame him, can you? It's close to Valentine's Day. It's not going to work out for him this week. Uh, yes, we are recording this prior to Valentine's Day. It's going up afterward. But this week we are declaring the week of Mass Effect. It is Mass Effect week here on the No Business Podcast uh, for a reason that will come to fruition momentarily. Uh, and that moment is now when we get into what games have we been gaming because this week I played Mass Effect 1 and Mass Effect 2. I uh, haven't finished 2. I did finish 1. And I've done a complete 180 on these on this series, Sham Master K. Yeah. He was he this guy for some reason did not want to play it for the longest time. I've I tried to play Mass Effect on two other separate occasions, <laughs> just could not get into it. But uh I guess the time was just right for me and it was just an excellent game and I kind of want to play it again. <laughs> Uh, and playing uh, Mass Effect 2, I actually kind of miss some of the things from Mass Effect 1, but it does play a lot faster and a lot smoother, and so uh, Mass Effect 2 just seems like a great game as well. Yeah, you you haven't beaten Mass Effect yet, right? I beat Mass Effect 1, okay. yes. Yeah, yeah. For people are just, I see it online, people are just going to start with Mass Effect 3, and I don't understand that at all. You have to, I think you have to play 1 and 2 in order to play 3. Otherwise, I, you're not going to get the full experience. I that. think, yeah, it's it's weird because I was, I mean, I kind of just played through one kind of with a guide. I just went through as fast as I could, just doing all the, just doing the main quests. Mm -hmm. I kind of wish I hadn't now, um, but I mean, the frame rate in that game is pretty bad. Um, you know, it, there's some technical issues with it that make it kind of tough, but um, the story and actually experiencing the story with my character as opposed to having to just kind of read something about it on the internet, right. I think it was actually worthwhile. Um, and I, and I really appreciated being able to import my character into Mass Effect 2, um, which it hasn't had a huge amount of impact, but I do really, like, I kept my character model the same. Mm -hmm. Um, and I kind of have like, that's how I see the story is with my version of Shepard. Um, so I think it, it really is a very unique series that it's done that and that it's going to continue to do that going into Mass Effect 3. Yeah. Um, I, I'm really, it's... I, it was kind of a struggle for me to play Mass Effect 1. Um, I would try to play and, and not really get into it. But this uh, Mass Effect 2, I actually really enjoy playing it, and I, can, I play it any time that I can. Yeah, Mass Effect is the only game I've actually played more than one time yeah. through, especially for RPGs. I usually just do one and done, but there's so much uh, different storylines you can go through, and uh, you know, so many things that you do throughout the game can affect your ending. So it's fun to just try different uh, options in the game. Yeah, um, I I had relations with Ashley in Mass Effect One. <laughs> Same here. Um, I intend to have relations with Miranda in Mass Effect Two, yes. but I have heard rumors that if that is the case, then you kind of lose everything that you had with Ashley yeah. in the third game. So yeah, so I'm going to do it kind of both ways. I I I did bang <laughs> Miranda uh, in the Mass Effect Two, so I think I'm going to replay it after I beat well, Mass Effect Three. You know what I would really like is to stay with Miranda. I like her better than Ashley. Oh, so yeah, I do, I don't, too. And Ashley's, Ashley's kind of a, yeah. Yeah, and so, like, <laughs> uh, Miranda is supposed to be in the third one as well. I don't know. If, if it's possible to just stay with her, then that's what I would like to do. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to do both. I think I'm, I want to do the whole Ashley story, too, see how that turns out also. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, so I'm I'm intending in Mass Effect Two to also go in and complete um, all the loyalty missions required for the characters yeah. um, because I want everybody to survive. Yeah, definitely do that. So it's it's a game where even if you kind of know the principles and like the gameplay stuff, it's still interesting to just see how the story unfolds mm-hmm. um, and to kind of experience it for yourself. Um, and so I really do highly recommend these games. Uh, they they're really good. Have, have you been going more Renegade or Paragon, oh, Paragon or, all yeah, the way? Yeah, same here. I I always go. I but now I'm kind of thinking like it would be cool to go in and try to do Renegade. I I tried. I tried replaying. And I yeah. just couldn't. I'm like I'm not that mean. I can't do that. So. <laughs> I know. Like because I in every game I always try to be the nicest, and yes. I'd have to like start over and just like not pick anything that I actually think and just pick the mean thing every time. And I don't know. I don't even really know if I'd like have fun doing that. I do like that it kind of you get more running or you get more points from everything, and it kind of tells you what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's an improved system. The thing that I miss in Mass Effect Two is kind of the like the way you can spec your character. Um, yeah. I'm surprised that I miss it, but I do. Um, I also kind of miss. I don't know. It's just some of the RPG elements that have been taken out of it, right. and from what I've heard, they're they're taking even more of that out from Mass Effect Three. Um, which, uh, you know, it's, I, I'm kind of, re- I'm relating Mass Effect 2 to like Gears of War, like Gears of War gameplay basically with a very RPG and a strong story mechanic. What what uh, specs are you talking about? What do you mean? Uh, like when you're going to, res- when you're skip- specking your characters, you only have like four abilities that you can go, oh, okay. you can yeah, go okay. into now. Gotcha. Um, so that's, I mean, and, and I can see why they're doing it because it was really overwhelming at the beginning mm-hmm. of the first game to deal with all those things. Um I think it would have been nice to keep more of them and have them kind of unlock. Well, I, I kind of heard, um, while I was reading up on, on GameSpot.com, they're actually putting more kind of customizations with your character. Like, uh, they're going to have more options, like in Mass Effect 1. Oh, really? That's yeah. Well, that's good to hear. Um, and we'll get into some rumors and speculation regarding Mass Effect in our special feature this week, coming up a little bit later. Um, but yeah, so I, I got into Mass Effect, started liking it, as Shantmaster has already... Uh, so that's what I've been playing. But Shantmaster K, what have you been playing? Well, like we talked about in the last episode, I've been playing more RuneScape, <laughs> which I uh, unfortunately have to admit I haven't started to play. But I maybe this week will be the week. <laughs> yeah, um, you get there's like uh, God, I can't remember like twenty six or some skills, and the max is uh, ninety nine uh, level. So uh, I'm working on cooking right now, getting ninety nine cooking because <laughs> <laughs> you get a skill cape. So. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm working on that a right now. Cape. Yeah, it I'm takes sorry, a long time. This is just still really. I, I, you know, the thing I have to say though is at least you aren't paying for it, or you are. Paying. I am. Oh, I, it's five dollars a month. I don't care. <laughs> oh, you do pay for it. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> you what, don't have to though. Okay, so if I play and I don't pay for it, what is my limitation? I think we've discussed this before, but I forgot. Well, so. basically, you, there's a lot to do uh, when if you don't pay. But I mean, if you do pay for the membership, you get like a whole other half of a world and you get um like 150 more quests because free to play you get like uh i think it's like 30 or some just free to play quests but okay and so if i play free to play and i try to play with you am i gonna just be terrible well no but you've also put in like a lot more time well yeah well yeah well the level difference um yeah it's gonna be a problem but i mean it's not that hard to gain levels really all right but and like some there's certain skills too that are only uh members related like uh uh summoning and dungeoneering uh, all right well yeah. maybe maybe if i if i get into it we'll have some yeah. a, a runescape week on the no that, business podcast. uh but 
I think my priority over RuneScape is is trying to finish up uh, Assassin's Creed Revelations, which you have also been playing this week. Yeah, um, it's been it's been getting kind of it was kind of slow to start out with, but I'm kind of getting more oh, into really? it now. Yeah, yeah, I'm I tried to play it and it just kind of dropped it. Uh, I, I love Brotherhood. Brotherhood, I was Brotherhood really was into great. It. Like, yeah. there's a lot of motion in that game, and it was it was really fun to play. But um, I'm mean, it's it's starting to pick up now a little more, so I've been playing that, and uh, just. Talking briefly, I haven't played FIFA 12. I know you're not really into the sports well, games. Well, there is that the thing with uh, people kind of uh, scamming uh, and then using FIFA 12 uh, to basically uh, buy these card packs and then trade them and then sell the cards oh, online and yeah. stuff. Uh, do you do anything with those card packs at all? No, I do not. So you just don't even pay attention to that at all? No. You're like, it's I, like you're... you're are you national about team or something like that. It's like a special team that you can get. Oh, you're talking about the uh, the ultimate team. Yeah. Thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I've, um I only played a little bit of that. I I just uh yeah. I don't know. I don't do any of that. But well, I've, then I've, you theoretically maybe have slightly less chance of getting scammed over Xbox <laughs> Live for that. Huh? I play a lot of uh, uh, pro clubs. You, you make your own guy, and you can you put that guy in you know online pro club team, and we uh me and you know. Our, oh, a bunch I've, of guys. Yeah, a yeah. bunch of guys play every night usually, so it's pretty fun. Yeah, not playing as much uh, Modern Warfare 3 anymore? Or? No, I just, I don't know. There's there's not that many people that I know play, so it gets kind of boring if you're just playing by yourself too. So Yeah, well, maybe we'll, we'll have to have some sort of Xbox Live night sometime here. Yeah, of course. And play some, play some Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, as we have been wont to do in the past. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess that uh, wraps up what we've been what games we've been gaming this week. Uh, we're going to take a short break and come back with our pseudo-news segment here on the No Business Podcast. to the No Business Talking About Games podcast. We're going to start off our pseudo-news section for the week. Because remember, we have no business talking about games, and specifically no business talking about news, so this is where we talk about news that has been found on other websites and give our unique no-business spin to it. Uh, We're going to start off this week with uh, something that's probably the biggest story, kind of developing story in gaming this week. Uh, The Kickstarter project... Uh, with Double Fine Productions, uh, headed by Tim Schafer, who's been considered quite prolific, but uh, kind of underappreciated. Um, they did a Kickstarter project um, to make a point-and-click adventure game. Their goal was $400,000, and they met that goal in, I believe, eight hours, uh, got over a million dollars in 24 hours, and they are currently sitting at $1,710,450 with 49,092 backers, and there are t- still 29 days to go in this project. Uh, so if if you don't know what Kickstarter is, Which it's basically a website that allows you to put up an idea for an invention or a product. Uh, sometimes it's a movie or an album that you're trying to record, and uh, basically submit pledges for people who are willing to support and fund your project. Uh, 
if you look here on the side, and we're looking at the page right now, there's uh, a list of rewards for pledges. So you can say, okay, well, if you pledge $5, you don't really get anything. You get our support. You get our thanks. We appreciate you for helping this make a make it a reality. Uh, in this case, we don't have one. The lowest pledge is $15, which basically just gets you the game. Okay. Um, so you'll basically, it's a way of kind of pre-selling the game. But what they also have here, uh, and if you get up to uh, one person actually did pledge $10,000, um, that means that they get to go to... Um, they have lunch with Tim Schafer and Ron Gilbert, who are two of the heads of the of Double Fine Studios. Um, they have, um, and then they get all the reward tiers below that. And uh, they also have um, premium rewards past a ten thousand dollar pledge that Kickstarter doesn't allow you to put anything higher than ten thousand dollars as a pledge, I guess. Um, but basically, uh, this has just been kind of an amazing development uh, in the industry because it's it's crowdsourcing of video game development. Um, uh, I think that there's going to be some kind of debate over whether they should... Uh, he's kind of saying that they're going to make this point-and-click adventure game. But if their budget ends up going up to $4 million, that's going to be one kind of ridiculously detailed point-and-click adventure game. So right. um, what do you think about this, Shant Master K? Uh, I really have no say in this. Nothing at all? No. <laughs> uh, you think no opinion about uh, video gamers uh, pledging and funding the development of their own games? Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. So, Master really does have no business talking about this one. <laughs> All right, moving on to something that will most certainly uh, develop conversation among us is uh, this um, new list of the 50 best video game endings um, conducted for the new Guinness uh, World Records 2012 Gamers Edition book. Um and there's some there's a lot of good games on this list, but uh, the number one video game ending, according to this uh, survey, I guess, is Call of Duty Black Ops, um, beating out uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, Halo Three, uh, Halo Reach, Call, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two, which Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two also beat out Call of Duty Four Modern Warfare, which I don't really get. Um, uh, no. This list seems kind of random, actually. Uh, I don't really know what is so great about Halo Reach's ending. Yeah, um, I and, I, I don't and really granted, know. this is we're going to put a spoiler warning here because uh, we. I mean, these games are all pretty old, but just in case yeah, you haven't played any, if you uh, if you haven't played any of the AAA titles in the past two years, then heads up on a possible spoiler. Yeah, we, we were talking about uh, Call of Duty Black Ops. Like, I I couldn't remember for the longest time. But <laughs> I really still can't what, remember what the ending it was. I do remember that it was enjoyable. Yeah, I, I did enjoy it. I'm surprised, though, like, that, you know, Prince of Persia and, you know, Pokemon Black and White are above, you know, Brotherhood <laughs> and uh, the Mass Effect yeah. games and Pokemon Uncharted. Black and White is number 12. Um, <laughs> Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, I thought, had a pretty excellent ending. Uh, I, yeah, that game was amazing. It should be quite up there, I think, Especially, um, well, yeah. Well, Portal, I think, arguably has like one of the best endings of all time. I haven't played Portal, so well, <laughs> you can talk about. Yeah, it. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give that away. Um, I've heard really good things about Metal Gear Solid Four. Um, Halo Reach is number two, um, but I get at, like from a gameplay perspective, it was pretty cool. There was a really great kind of big battle, and then you get mm. just stuck in a turret sequence for like. Yeah. For like five minutes and then the game's over. Yeah. And then they kind of do the thing where you're like crawling and they rip that right out of Call of Duty 4. And <laughs> it's, I, eh, I don't know. I personally 
think that Halo 3 had a little better ending than Halo Reach, and that's ranked 13. Yeah. Um, see what's at 50 there. See what's the bottom of the list yeah. is uh, Resident Evil 4, uh, uh, which I, I didn't play. I played the beginning of Like, Elder Scrolls Oblivion, uh, I thought that was well, should be a little higher than that, but... They've got uh, pretty much every Call of Duty game from 4 on is in this list. Yeah, all the Assassin's Creed. Do you, I, do you remember what the, the Modern Warfare 2 ending was? Mm, no. They've all, they all been pretty, oh, yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I do remember now. Um, Bioshock had a relatively interesting ending, but the gameplay was not great. Yeah, I didn't really enjoy that game. I don't know. It's kind of... I think it's... Uh, they, they did 13,000 gamers voted this into existence. Um, I... I don't know where or what qualifications these people had to have. Did they have all of them played all fifty of these games, or did they all just kind of vote for one? Well, yeah, um, I, I hope I hope they played all. <laughs> I I kind of doubt that they found thirteen thousand people who played all fifty of these games. So I did not think that this list was made by uh, made by ordering a, a list of games. I'm pretty sure that the list came into being by them um, just picking their favorite game, yeah, and then you know, um, but. It it is news. It did happen. <laughs> uh, and now we're gonna though, we're gonna move on to uh, something that is in keeping with Mass Effect Three week here on the No Business Podcast. Uh, Mass Effect Three has officially gone gold here on February thirteenth. Uh, this is coming from GameSpot dot com. Uh, executive producer Casey Husson reveals Space Firing RPG is finished ahead of March sixth debut. Many surprises await for fans. Is yeah. the uh, strap line for this article very pumped it doesn't really have much uh much information although a uh, demo for mass effect 3 is coming out tomorrow yep. on valentine's day um i might actually download that yeah. i think the only other demo i've ever ever like been excited about and downloaded was the star wars the force unleashed demo mm-hmm. which led me to the correct conclusion that i had no interest <laughs> in playing that game whatsoever i, I enjoyed although the first all of one. my friends thought it was just the best game ever <laughs> I was like, do you seriously think after playing that demo that this game is still good? Well, they opened the game with you being Darth Vader. I think that that made it pretty epic. But then after that, it just kind of went downhill. But I, I did enjoy the first one. The well, second yeah, one was you eh. can't like judge a game based on its opening level. Well, I know, but I mean that's that's what I think that's what people were. You know, that's what the demo was mostly. Right? Was the beginning? Uh, no, it wasn't. No, it, you were you were definitely not Vader. In the no, demo. Oh. I don't think so. Well, that, it, yeah, because the demo was like on a. On like a beach, or sorry, the opening was on a beach. The demo okay. was like in a building or something. But regarding Mass Effect Three, uh, has there been any news that you've heard about what this demo is going to be? Like what section of the game it'll be? No, I haven't heard anything. I just knew. I I just found out that it's coming out for Valentine's. You know I what I think much. would be a really interesting and cool demo is if you could import your Shepherd into the demo. Like, oh yeah, that'd the be cool. demo is just like uh, it wouldn't be necessarily the beginning of the game, but yeah. it would like. Let you import your shepherd. I oh, kind of doubt it. I wonder if they're going to put maybe like some of the multiplayer in there. Yeah, I, uh, it'll be interesting to find out what yeah. that is. I think I'm probably going to try to check that out tomorrow, uh, yeah. which is Valentine's. Definitely Day. the best Valentine's present I ever had. So yeah, although uh, yeah, this this uh, episode won't be out before then. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We'll see how it is. Write us a letter expressing your anger that we didn't talk about the demo itself on this episode, <laughs> even though the demo came out before we'll, we posted it. We'll talk it. about it in episode four. Yeah. Yeah. We, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure that we will. <laughs> uh, but that, uh, I guess, concludes what we've prepared for pseudo news this week. Uh, let's move on into our special feature, Shantmaster K, uh, which it. is the research that you've done regarding Mass Effect 3 rumor and speculation. What is the rumor? What is the news? 
Tell well, me, Sham Master K. Well, uh, from what we kind of talked about, uh, from reading from GameSpot.com, uh, I heard that they are going to put in more customizations with your character. Um, they're going to put in more, you know, kind of classes, and then you, you, there's going to be more options of what you can do with your squad too, how you want to level them, and you know their specialties too. That's just one of the things I heard, and. Uh, yeah, um, one thing I'm kind of curious about is I know in Mass Effect 2, I've had one point where I had to like send my two squad members to this like these two sides of a door. Mm-hmm. Is that is that something that you used a lot in that game, like the, the squad maneuvering tactics? I basically just let them do what they want to do. No, yeah, I, I never did anything with... Uh like with you know, like moving them to a certain spot, yeah. or, or, no. or having them use any specific ability or anything like that. Um, well, yeah, I did, I did, I did have them do, spe- yeah, abilities, yeah. But I never, sure, I, never I, like a weapon though, or or no. have them do anything super. You, usually, I just made them all have assault rifles, and then I, I like if they, if I had a lot, a lot of biotics with me, and I'd just have them do because you get achievements for you know. Sure. So yeah, I did that, and then um. Yeah, that's that's all I did really with them. But yeah, so I think it would be interesting if in three they were able to kind of make a more robust or or kind of easier to access uh, kind of squad management system. Well, if you have a connect, which I know you're very into, but um, <laughs> that's my rant coming up in our next segment. Um, but if you have a connect, Mass Effect three will probably be pretty enjoyable for you because you can just say what you want your squad members to do and i believe you can customize your guns just by saying what you want oh boy yeah that'll be pretty interesting too so cool and uh uh, regarding the multiplayer uh i read that you can um you you can't actually play as your shepherd character but you you have classes and each classes have their own uh specific or special abilities is it similar to call of duty where you're you're creating a class or is it more like um i think it's more set Okay. To what your spe- uh, species is, pretty much. Okay. And then, um, yeah, I know, I I know of the co-op. Um, you 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 have you, you can play with a four-player co-op. Um, you you can either be with your by yourself, but you don't get like uh AI to help you. It's just you, and it's kind of like waves. That's the only kind of multiplayer I've I've read about. It's just kind of like a. So it's another kind of horde mode. Is yeah, that yeah, kind what it is? of. Yeah. Yeah, I. I am really looking forward to probably on the next generation of consoles a Mass Effect type game that is legitimately co-op that like you mm-hmm. and I think it would be worth it if they made it so you could only play when you have all of your co-op party. Right. Like so that game you can't access unless all of your co-op party the exact same people are there. Like and the save is kind of propagated across all of your consoles. Yeah. And requires everybody to be logged in to work. I don't know. I think that'd yeah. be an interesting yeah, idea. Cool. Um but uh, certainly there is much speculation uh, about Mass Effect 3, yeah. uh, especially since the game has gone gold and it, it should be coming out here in uh, March, yeah, early March, March 6th. Um, I might have to start saving up for that and trying to finish <laughs> Mass Effect 2. I did not buy Mass Effect 1 or 2 anywhere near the, near the release date. Uh, I was not interested in the games at the time. But having played them, I am certainly interested in Mass Effect 3. So I think it's safe to assume that you can expect some Mass Effect 3 discussion on future episodes of the No Business podcast. And that concludes uh, Pseudo News and our special segment for the week. Uh, Join us after the break when we will discuss my rant on Connect and Mainstream Games and discuss your listener feedback on episode 2. So join us in just a little bit on the No Business podcast. Thank you. 
back here on the No Business Talking About Games podcast. Here in segment three, uh, we're going to have my rant of the week, talking about Connect and mainstream games. And we've gotten our first piece of listener feedback. Yay! Yeah. So we'll be discussing that, although it is not necessarily legitimate, a very, a very positive one. Uh, <laughs> reminder that you can always email us at nobusinesspodcast at gmail.com, where we will gladly read literally any email that we receive. As of yet, we have not received any. Anyway, moving into my rant that has been not well prepared, so it may not be as... Uh, not that my other rants have been amazing, <laughs> but it may not be quite as good. Uh, talking about Connect in mainstream games. Um, Connect as a platform, to me, is just not interesting in the slightest. Even if Connect was able to read my body perfectly, down to my fingers, down to every single part of me, and never make a mistake, and was able to have completely perfect voice recognition so that I could say literally anything and it would do exactly what I wanted it to do, it still does not interest me. Even if that product did more than it was ever advertised to do, did the very best it could conceivably do, it is not interesting to me in the slightest. I want to play my games with a controller. I want to select my things with a controller, with a remote control, etc. Um, the idea of not having a remote control that's infrared and instead it being wireless, that's great. Um, but it's just not interesting to me. And because of that, I don't want to buy one. I don't want to own one. I don't want anything to do with one. Uh, it's frustrating to me that the Connect support has been integrated into mainstream AAA games such as Mass Effect um, because I don't want to have that device. And the thing that it's doing, the idea of having you be able to do voice commands to your team, would actually be more immersive if you were talking into your headset, which you would theoretically be wearing as the commander, and not your magical little box that's sitting in front of your TV that doesn't actually exist. Uh, in the game, there's not really any analog to that. I mean, I guess you could theoretically say it's the AI, but uh, the Connect itself is just really not doing what doing anything that is uh, of any great value. I've heard it argued that the Connect has its onboard voice processing unit or something like that, and that may be true, but I kind of heavily doubt it. Um, there may be some sort of uh, SDK that helps you with that that they developed for Connect. But I would way rather that Microsoft had spent their time developing that for the 360 itself and for the headset so that the support could be more wide-ranging because everyone has this as a headset, not mm -hmm. everyone has a Connect, And that developers didn't spend their time trying to integrate Connect and trying to shoehorn it into a game rather than working on possibly adding additional features or fixing bugs. So, yeah, Connect <laughs> in mainstream games is not a good thing in my opinion. And that's my rant of the week. <laughs> Any thoughts on that, Shane Master K? Well, I'm, I'm not so against it as you are, but um, I, I I am more of a, a classic gamer where I just I, I like I'd rather just use a controller, um, like I like the the PlayStation Move or whatever the hell it's called, and the uh, just the Wii. I just the Wii I, is awful. I don't like having something. This is not a Microsoft. This is not solely a Microsoft problem. But yeah, yeah, I know. But I mean, I just I don't like having the motion with a controller. But now with the Connect and when it like especially maybe with the connect 2 like where it's actually like you're saying with like if it d reads your every move and your every uh one I don't think that's ever going to happen. Well, okay. Uh, yeah. At least not anytime soon. Yeah, uh, but um and like your voice recognition stuff like what comes to mind is like Dragon Ball Z games or like I don't know, just some kind of sword fighting where you can actually like, move with it, but right now I wouldn't get it because it looks like it's just more okay, like but rail sword shooter fighting, kind of thing. If, if if it read your moves perfectly, you would have to be as good at sword fighting as an actual sword fighter. 
And at that point, why don't you just start actually fighting <laughs> with swords? Like, well, that's what people fail to realize is that if it were completely accurate, you would suck at every game because you'd need to have the same level of physical fitness as someone who can actually do that thing. And so, uh, as it gets more and more refined, I think people are going to realize how kind of flawed it is. I will say, and I, uh, it's interesting, I was very impressed by the voice recognition on my friend's Android cell phone um, in that you could speak and it would write out in text what you said. Mm-hmm. And it was perfect. It never made a single mistake. And I think we tried like maybe 20 different sentences. Um, but the thing that it doesn't have yet is the ability to take that, the, the voice recognition, and then know what it actually means. It right. can put it into words. It can put it into characters and text. But actually knowing what you want to do based on what you're saying and doing it without having to make ridiculous phrases like Xbox on or, you know, <laughs> like just saying, hey, Xbox, could you turn on here? And if that would work, then that'd be really cool. Uh, but again, I would rather that not be uh, connected to some sort of motion sensing thing because uh, the motion sensing, I think, is really just completely useless. Um, I Like I said, I do think it would be great if like the headset had the same kind of voice recognition that Connect purports to have. Well, it's like you're saying it's going to be, you have to be like like an actual sword fighter, but I don't think it's going to get to like where he, they're going to make it. So like the difficulty is like that. It's going to be like a regular, you know, if you're playing yeah, like Skyrim or something. Yeah, but you're not going to have that much fun because you're going to have to like swing really slow and the things are going to have to match up to you and it's like... No, I'm not saying you're that. Used, I mean, like, the, your opponent, to, though. Your opponent's not going to... playing the game in a way that makes you feel like you're on top of the world, like you're the best person who's ever done it. And if you're required to actually have the same level of physical ability that <laughs> it shows that you have when you just press buttons, I think there's going to be... Um, I just don't think that's going to work. But well, I mean, it's just going to be kind of like the same thing when you're, like, like say, playing Skyrim where, like, some, someone's hitting you, but you're still swinging at them. You know, it's not going to be like you're going to have to match up where they're hitting you and stuff. Well, but that, well, then what's the point? Then it doesn't matter how accurate it is. If you don't it, have to actually do anything correctly, then it doesn't matter how inaccurate it is. So I, I, I guess time uh, will tell. Yeah, we'll see so. what happens. Maybe, maybe what the Connect Two has. But right now, you know, like Star Wars, that the new Connect Star Wars is coming out. It looks like just a rail shooter, and that's just kind of stupid. So yeah, I. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, it's I've seen some interesting stuff using a Kinect and a DSLR to make like 3D models of people talking. Right. It's cool technology. It's interesting. I just don't think that it works on a gameplay perspective. I think later on it will well, develop into something. I guess time will tell, yeah. and maybe I will eat my words. <laughs> anyway, that's my rant of the week. Moving on to our feedback, which we got one. We got a comment. We uh, yeah. on our on our page for the. For the podcast we have not received any emails unfortunately so please email us at no business podcast at gmail.com uh i'll read the comment um who <laughs> i am going to keep anonymous because it was a negative comment <laughs> and i don't want anyone to be i know that we have a lot of rabid fans and i don't <laughs> want any of them to get angry at this person and attack them uh, because i suspected someone i know although i'm not sure who it is anyway this is the uh, it, yeah it's obvious that it's someone that we know anyway and, this and is the understand. comment that we got you guys have absolutely no business talking about video games runescape is the greatest game ever invented by mankind not experiencing it is not experiencing the finest simulation of life and social interactions ever put to code without that precious pool of knowledge to relate to everything else all of your recommendations are invalid. You're probably not even a real gamer. You probably think that something as dull as paintball is fun. In fact, I bet you think filming paintball is fun. 
I bet you somehow made a movie about it and turned it into an epic drama of high school life and a commitment to paintball. Just to give up your dreams and sink back to the gutter, you dirty taco lover. <laughs> now, <laughs> so now this has a lot of direct references to my life outside of the No Business Podcast, which we're not going to directly uh, go into or, or make any comment on. But when he's talking about games, all right, I think that it is a vast overstatement to suggest that RuneScape is the greatest game ever invented. It's by really mankind. good, though. Very good. I, I don't <laughs> think that really anyone can make that judgment. Um, and, you know, without that specific game, maybe maybe our judgments are invalid. I don't know. But, you know, when if you're going to say we have no business talking about games, I mean, look at the title of the show. Come on. Yeah. We it, we say it in our title. <laughs> But but just like kind of well, like like lightly explain like why we think it's someone well, about, it's, about okay, the paintball. It's, okay, it's pretty clearly someone that we know because I do like paintball and I did make a movie about paintball. There, so, yeah, so it's pretty clear that it is someone we know. <laughs> um, I you know really if you listen to the show we would greatly appreciate uh, if you were to send us something. We're really curious about uh, what people think. Maybe more constructive criticism well, instead of just uh, a negative. Well, no, you can be neg- as like negative that. as you want. I don't. Well, I don't yeah, consider- <laughs> I guess any feedback's fine, but if if more, it'd be better if it was more constructive instead. If you of could, just say, if you could us tell us what we can do it. to make things better, right? That'd yeah, be okay, great because we're certainly open to suggestions about that. Um, but you know, I, as far as I can tell, this is the best podcast ever made. Yeah, so pretty much, so. it's <laughs> it's going to be difficult to improve upon. Uh, but we'll try to take your suggestions into account <laughs> if you have any. Although it seems pretty clear from the lack of emails that you don't, so yeah. it is pretty much perfect. We will get to the hype point in our career here yeah this is gonna be a great show (laughs) it will be a great show through hell and high water no matter how many tries we have to do on it it's gonna it's gonna get better and i think it has we already have like ign and GameSpot looking at us but you know (laughs) (laughs) this is an xbox live shape master you can't just be like i'm pro i'm just kidding i'm mlg man oh oh okay so this is completely side note i actually uh and I'm not going to go into names or anything. I actually have, uh, I work with someone who actually was a pro gamer. Really? He actually was in MLG, and I believe he said he was ranked number 63 in the world in Halo 3. Wow, nice. Um, he won some tournaments and stuff. He said he quit because it just was so much uh, effort, and like it was really inconsistent in terms of income. Like if you mm-hmm. were, if you go to a tournament and you don't win, you don't get any money from it, right. and you have to pay to enter the tournament. Right. But then you can make a lot of money from it if you do win. <laughs> um, and he said he's won a couple of them, and it's all about like practice and stuff. Um, so, you know, maybe I'll try to get him to come by or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. If we could ever get him he's as a guest around here? or something. Yeah, he's, he's, he's going to school here. So. Oh, nice. Awesome. All right. Uh, well, uh, kind of weird side note to end it on, That's but... Right. Uh, that will in indeed conclude this week's episode, episode three of the No Business Talking About Games podcast. I'm the Wonder Waffle here with Sham Master K, and we'll see you next time on the No Business Talking About Games podcast. And we're out. All right, and no, nah, damn it, and we're back. Uh-huh. You're right. <laughs>